Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, a while back, I got an email from Nicole Glennon in Colorado, and she asked me to give her some ideas on an itinerary out of Paros, and we talked about it on a podcast, but she wanted to go into more details. So today she called in on Skype, and I just said, listen, I'm going to go ahead and record our conversations and just, listen, I'm going to just go ahead and record our conversation, and I'm just going to share this with our listeners. So that's what we did. There was a time when I thought, well, maybe people would pay me for my advice, but, (laughs) and I, and I had a way for people to sign up and we could do a consultation for an hour and I'd charge them a (laughs) hundred dollars for that expertise. Go talk to a lawyer and see how much he charges you for his expertise, which is hard won, but it never worked out. And I'm not going to withhold information from people just because I'm greedy but anyway, so let's talk about this. Nicole did become a Patreon. appreciate that, Nicole. You're my latest Patreons, and I really appreciate that. So anyway, so I'm going to share this with you. If you have any thoughts or suggestions, write me, franz1 at medsailor.com. Now let's get on to the interview. I'm talking to Nicole and Bill Glennon. Yep. And where are you guys located? In Berthoud, Colorado. All right, where's that? <laughs> it's uh, about half hour north of Denver. Oh, okay. All right. Is that up in the ski area? Uh, it's not. It's um, Fort Collins area, Front Range. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Fort Hold on. I've got a call. Come there. Reject that. Sorry about that. Okay. So um, you guys initially reached out to find out information about sailing a catamaran around Paris. Tell, tell us what your plans are. Um, plans are to, um, yeah, rent a catamaran out of Paros. Um, and I think we get there on a Saturday. We can't leave until 5 p.m. on a Saturday, so we wouldn't leave till Sunday morning. And then I think we have to have the boat back by the following Saturday morning. So we might come in Friday night. Um, so it's really six days maybe, and this is going to be what the last week of August, I believe. Yeah. So, um, this came from, uh, we did a trip about a year and a half ago or almost two years ago now in the BVIs with a group of friends and, um, they absolutely loved it. And before we got back to, uh, port, we're back to um, Tortola, I guess, to finish up the cruise. We were talking about what's our next trip and then trip <laughs> after that and the trip after that. So um, there were people on board that really wanted to sail the Greek Isles. And um, that's not our experience. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm like, sure, absolutely. You know, if there's water in a boat, we can we can make a go at it. Um, so uh, we're fun. doing our homework now and, and trying to uh, to figure out the best uh, course of sailing for um, the Greek Isles. Okay. Have you already arranged for the catamaran? Yeah, we have the catamaran chartered out of Paros. 
Um, it's a 45 foot Bali 4.5. It's a pretty big one. Um, there are eight of us, so we all had to have our own cabin in our own head. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is that out of Paro City then? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's a fairly good charter base. It's well protected from the Meltimis. Um, and it's also got uh, a nice little village around it. So there's lots of little restaurants and shops. And it's easy to provision. What are your provisioning plans? Um, we were going to, you know, get everything, well, most of our basics in Paros. Um, and then I'm thinking, depending on, we're probably going to go west. Um, I feel like the only next large area is, uh, and I don't remember the name of the, the town, but on Milos, um, we really didn't want to go um, to large centers, but we're probably going to be the, the group that does snacks on board and then stops in and has dinner on land. So Okay, and that makes the most sense in the Greek islands. Yeah. You can always go to a little taverna in the yeah. evening, no matter where you are, for the most part. But yeah, you'll uh, you'll want to stock up on water. They've got a good uh, a good faucet there at the dock in Paros. You will be on the outside of the dock most likely uh, because there's just not that much room on the inside of the dock. Uh, when I've been there, most of the catamarans I've seen have been on the outside of the dock. I'm zooming into Google Earth right now and looking at Paros again. Um, Six days, and you want to head down to Milos. Well, that's going to be, uh, that's, that's always the, the question. You know, you can always get down to Milos. C the question is, can you get back? <laughs> that's always the question. And, uh, you know, you probably want to um, stop in in Sifnos because that's going to be your next island over, and that's a nice, easy hop for a day. It's about, what, 30 miles? Let me look here. Uh, yeah, about 22 miles or thereabouts. Um, okay. Let's see, that's statute miles. Let me change this to nautical miles. Uh, about 20 miles, nautical miles. 20 nautical? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's a nice, easy. Usually it'll be a broad reach or downwind run for you if the Meltimis are blowing. The prevailing winds are going to be from the north. And... Uh, the place I've gone to in Sifnos, uh, let me look here. Oh, yeah. Is the town of Pharos. Um, uh, let me look in here. Let, let me look in here a little farther. Yeah, you might, you know, you might want to um, give yourself a little, uh, let, let's, let's figure out, you, you got six days, you want to go to Milos, is that one of your goals? Um, no, not really, I think we just had seen that south coast of Milos with the caves and the, um, that very dramatic cliff, so I don't even know what, what it's called, but, um, and a lot of people were very, like the southwest corner of the island. Yeah, near, it's the Keftiko Caves. Okay, and I haven't been there, so I'm not familiar with that. That's really the only part of Milos that we thought about, other than maybe trying to have an evening 
close to the East Coast um, just for proximity to other spots. But okay. But honestly, we have no plan. <laughs> so if this helps you out at all, um, a couple of the couples that were with said, if we have sun and water and a boat, they're happy. Okay. So <laughs> in terms of... We don't have any plan. Yeah, we... And, you know, it's just about having a good time with, with friends. Um, so we're, that's part of the reason why we're calling is we're open to suggestions and are uh, interested in what your thoughts are. And we're not a young party crowd. I mean, we like to have a good time, but we would enjoy a couple of cocktails on the boat and maybe a small taverna as opposed to, like, nightlife and nightclubs and stuff like that. Okay. I might suggest, here's, here's my risk, and here's what I always think of when I'm looking at going south, is it's easy to go south and sometimes impossible to get back north. And where you've got six days, I would probably suggest that you start work, your, do a, a, a counterclockwise uh, northern route as opposed to going down to Milos. Now, I've, I've been to Milos only one time, and I'll tell you how that happened. I was sailing, this is the first time I actually chartered a boat, uh, this is before I had my boat over there, so this goes back a long, long time. We'd, we'd chartered a boat out of Kalamaki Harbor in Athens. We'd sail down to Paros. And then we were heading over to, I mean, our goal was to get over to Kithnos. So we, we left the southern end of the, the little island of, of uh, not Paros, Poros, Poros. We went down to the Agena and then to this little town of Poros, P-O-R-O-S, and then it's a long, uh, about a 30-mile hop across over to Kithnos. And we thought, let's go to Kithnos. So it was in my mother and father and my sister and her uh, husband. Or is it her husband? I guess it was her husband. We're on board. And they're not sailors. I'm the only sailor there. And we started sailing over, and the winds came up from our beam, and the waves started coming up. So I started turning the boat. And this was before GPS too, so I'm I'm dead reckoning, and so <laughs> so I'm dead reckoning over there, and and uh, you can you can't really see the island one island from the other when you're heading off across there. So you're out in the middle of here, and you don't see anything around here around you. But I had to, to for the comfort of the crew on the boat, I had to keep heading south, 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 and I sure. ended up just because of the strong Meltimi winds, I ended up in Milos, which which turned out to be a delightful place. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's being blown off course. Right? Yeah, and that that's that's my experience. When the Meltimis come up, you're not gonna it's gonna be extremely uncomfortable and extremely slow to go north. And so if you end up down in uh, down in in Milos and uh, you're working away down south, you know, let's say you go from Milos over to Eos, and maybe you want to go down to Santorini. That's great. That's fine if you've got you know two or three weeks to work your way up. But you never know. That's the problem. You ne I've been stuck for weeks solid at a time in a port because the Meltimis were too strong to go out. Mm -hmm. So with, with that in mind, I would, you know, unless you want to roll the dice. I mean, this is all, and I see this all the time where charters are going out in very unsafe conditions just to get the boat back to the charter base because they're due back you know so yeah. my suggestion uh, might be to go in a counterclockwise uh, excuse me a clockwise direction <clears throat> or counterclockwise it really doesn't matter but uh, maybe you head over to um, Sifnos and there's a little 
port called Galios in the south, which is a really tiny little port with a couple of tavernas. There's yeah. another little place called Pharos as well. Both those are nice protected. You see, they all, all the protected harbors are on the south side of the islands, so they have protection from the north, the prevailing winds. And I've almost never seen winds out of the south in the summer, almost never. So the time you get the winds out of the south is going to be early May, and, uh, and sometimes those winds will be extremely strong. But in August, you're mostly like, you know, you're most likely to be dealing with the, the north, north, northeast, northwest. You just don't know where it's going to be coming from, but that's sort of the arc that the wind tends to blow from in the summer, and sometimes it can be extremely strong winds. And even if the winds aren't that strong, the seas are very uncomfortable. You get these square seas in the Mediterranean, which can make it uncomfortable, even in a catamaran. I mean, you're going to be rolling back and forth in a catamaran just like you would in a, in a monohull. So... So that might be the place I would stop first. It's a okay. nice little 20-mile 20, 20 jaunt. Um, you can go up the, the uh, west side of Sifnos, and the port town is, is Kamaris. You can also anchor there if you want to. You might check out those two little anchorages. If they don't hit your spot, continue around the corner. There's a nice big horseshoe-shaped bay, horseshoe bay called Vathi. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. another nice little place. And these are exactly what you're looking for, small villages, you know, Taverna on shore, that sort of thing. And uh, do you know, are those mostly mooring fields or? You'd be anchoring. You'd be anchoring. Anch I mean, you can, let's zoom in here. Uh, and you'll have a pilot, and it'll tell you if there's a town dock. I see in Vathe that there's a, a, a ferry dock there, but you don't want to tie, tie up to that. Um <laughs> Over in, yeah, on, on Sifnos, I think you're mostly going to be anchoring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice bay, though. Yeah, there's three or four bays around there that you can go to, and I've been to most of them over the years, and I just, off the top of my head, I can't think of which one I would choose. There's a uh, there's a Cora, which is on the, on the uh, west side of the island at Castro, which is, you know what a Cora is. A Cora is basically these villages that the Greeks built back in the ages, which were up on a hill and away from the water, and that's where they lived because it gave them enough notice when the uh, pirates were coming in to plunder to escape. Mm -hmm. and they're, they're small, fun walking little villages, but you, that one you'd probably have to rent a car and drive over to visit that one. And I haven't done that. I've done it on other islands, but I haven't done it on Castro. So, but they're worth visiting. They're fun. So there, from there, I'd probably head up to Seraphos. And Seraphos has a bay. And I spent actually about a week in Seraphos riding out of Meltimi. There's a town of Livadi, L-I-V-A-D-I. And if you get in there early enough, you can tie up to the dock. You'd be doing your mid-mooring backing into the dock there. So, <laughs> but you do need to get there fairly early because it fills up fairly quickly. Now yeah. that's going to be a little more, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of shops there. And yeah. I wouldn't say a city, but it's a village, more of a mm -hmm. village. You're going to have your choice of restaurants to eat at. Um, 
and you'll be able to restock there too. There's there's grocery stores, and you can get uh, vegetables and anything you want there. That'll be easy to to do it there. It's uh, good. Yeah, and there's another core there, and I've taken the bus up to the core at Seraphos, and that's worth taking the bus up. The trouble is a bus is not really convenient. Sometimes it's easier just to rent some scooters and head on up to the core there. That's uh, up the hill. You'll see it as you come into the harbor. Mm -hmm. and so are scooters, I assume, readily available in most of these ports that we could just grab? and? Well, all right. I used to rent a scooter all the time until <laughs> they started asking me for a motorcycle license. Oh. And uh, they ne used to never ask for motorcycle licenses. Um, so I went and got my motorcycle license so I, I can rent any scooter anywhere, but it, they limit, they, you, I've always been able to do it, but sometimes I have to go from shop to shop to shop before they finally find somebody that will rent me a scooter, but it's getting harder and harder to rent scooters without a motorcycle license or an endorsement on your, on your license. Mm -hmm. Well, a few of us have that, but, um. Yeah, not everyone. Us don't. <laughs> yeah, so you might want to plan ahead and get that on your license. Make it easy on yourself. Okay. So, uh, but make sure you wear helmets because they love giving tickets to tourists that are not wearing helmets on uh, motorcycles. <laughs> good to know. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just good to wear one. Yes, so. anyway. <laughs> yeah, and just go slow. I mean, I see so many American tourists with scraped up arms and broken legs, and I say scooter and they say yeah you know it's it's, it's you just uh, described it for being a trip for me yeah, yeah yeah i mean i i see it everywhere i go in the world americans yeah. get over there and they rent scooters because they ah oh, i'm over here let's do a scooter and yeah <laughs> all right so there's another harbor uh there's a couple more harbors around there uh there's bathing harbors down south, and I've never anchored there, but it looks like there's a couple anchorages on the south side. But they look like they also might be a little bit rolly, too. Mm -hmm. I've never... Um, there's another another bay on the west side, and it's exposed. You'll have a pilot, and it'll give you good descriptions on where to go, but for, for the most part... On Seraphos, the only place you really want to spend the night is Lavadi. Okay. Okay. It's brightly protected. Yeah. All right. Then Kithnos. Boy, Kithnos is a strange island. It <laughs> it it is just it's just bizarre. The landscape of the island is just bizarre. It's like like a moonshot. There's hardly oh, any vegetation on it, and it's very very bizarre uh, geographically just because of the lack of vegetation on it um there's a good harbor uh an anchoring harbor up in the northwest side of the island and i'm looking on google earth and it looks like it's spelled apocrisi a-p-o-k-r-i-s-i that's got good holding and i've anchored there uh, apparently, you can pull in the, to the town of Mauritius, which I have not done, but it's open, that harbor is open to the north, so that's probably why I wouldn't go in there in, in the Maltini season. Uh, okay. You can see there's a ferry dock there, but it yeah. doesn't look like there's much for yachts in there. There's some small fishing boats in there. I think the only place on Kithnos to really spend a night is is up in uh, Pros uh, Apor Apor 
Epicrisi, I guess. Epicrisi? Epicrisi, yeah. Yeah. We see that. Now, over on the other side of the island, it looks like there's a place called Lutra, and I've never been there. But you might check that out if you're going around the island. Okay. So yes. let's see. There's one night, two nights. Seraphos one night, Kithnos another night. Kia. Yeah, Kia's, Kia would be worth a, a trip to. You, if, if the weather's right, you can work your way up. And if the winds are from the north, uh, from the northwest, you'd work your way up the close to the you know, the north, the south east side, and you can go around the corner and come down to this really nice, well protected bay at um, Volcari, 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 yeah, V O U R K A R I. That's a nice, well-protected bay, and uh, you can tie up there, or you can anchor. You've got your choice there. Uh, if you want to tie up, pretty much i got to give you a heads up. If you want to tie up, uh, especially a catamaran that big, you need to get in early because yeah. there may not be room for you. And right. so that uh, that's a neat island i like that island yeah we rented we actually rented a car when i had my daughters with me and we drove up to some monasteries up around the top and some uh another cora up on the hillside then years later i rented a scooter and was riding around and got a flat tire fortunately i was at the top of the hill and i was <laughs> able to roll down to a tire shop and they fixed the tire and didn't charge me anything for it just told, told me to take care of it they knew who I would rented it from, and they just basically built him. So um, mm -hmm. that's a that's a nice island. I like I like Kos or excuse me, Kia. Mm -hmm. Kia. Kia. So um, in terms of uh, anchoring and the anchorages you talked about, the, what's the bottom like for holding? Uh, every place is different. The biggest problem in Greece is it's going to be too deep to anchor. So a lot of these little inlets you see um, are going to be too deep to anchor, and and the places I've talked about have good holding uh, for the most part. So um, so with all the places that you've talked about so far, um, like a sand, sandy kind of bottom, mucky bottom? Sandy kind of bottom? bottom, sort of mucky bottom, maybe some weeds. Sometimes it may, your anchor may slide across the top. Make sure you take the time to set the anchor. And sure. uh, I haven't had a lot of dragging and uh, the last time uh, I was in, well, when I was in Kithnos, it was blowing like crazy, and we, didn't, we did not drag. And I looked around to the other boats that were in the same anchorage, and none of them dragged. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you, what you'll do is if it's blowing really hard, you'll set up an anchor alarm and maybe have an anchor watch just to make sure you, you can get up and reset if you need to. It's hard to reset in the middle of the night, so make sure your anchor's down good before before you go to bed. You bet, yeah. yeah. Sleep better that way. <laughs> you sleep better that way, but as you're swinging back and forth, you always imagine you're dragging anchor, and sometimes it's just best to set a, assign a person to take watches so you keep an eye on it. It's a lot sure. easier when you have eight people on board than it's just two people, so, yeah. What about, um, do you ever set two anchors? Yeah, I, if, I, if I see the weather forecast is going to be bad, I'll do my double anchoring technique where I'll put a small anchor out in front of the big anchor. 
but I'm okay. not sure you're going to have that gear on the boat you're renting. So I've always put, uh, I always, I, if you watch, I, I have a video on how I do my double anchor technique, which is not my technique. It's one I stole from somebody else. But I basically take a small fortress anchor, uh, which is a Danforth-style anchor, okay. and tie about mm, an eight, eight, ten feet line to that, and then I tie it to, uh, to my main anchor. And they, it usually sets first, and if it doesn't set, I'll, I'll dive in the water and go down and make sure it's set, dig, dig the flukes into the mud or the sand. And then if the main anchor starts to drag, that's perfectly horizontal pulling on that anchor. And it seems to work really well. I've never dragged when I've had that technique down. Gotcha. But if, if you've not, you've anchored some in the past, I assume, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. All right. So Kithnos, that's really the only bay on Kithnos that, excuse me, not Kithnos, uh, Kia. That's really the only bay to anchor on Kia. But there's some some little day anchorages along the west side, which I've I've never gone to, but I've ridden my motorcycle along the, or I should say my the scooter I've rented, down to visit some of them. They're exposed, but they'd be good for, a, you know, coming in and bathing and stopping for lunch. You can see Port Pisa, P-I-S-S-E-S, -S -S yep. is a nice little day anchorage if you want to come down the west side of, of Kia. Uh, or if you're not, gonna, you might go up the west side if the weather's good and just work your way up there. Mm -hmm. That's probably as far north and as yeah, far west as, as you want to go. So now we're at three days. <laughs> so we're at three days now. One, two, three. Four. Yeah, probably four days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and this is all provided that uh, the Maltimi winds are uh, cooperating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's what that this gives you the op opportunity from any one of these. You could bail out and probably get back to your charter base without too much trouble. Okay. With the exception of, um, well, yeah, exception of Sifnos. Sifnos, it might be hard to get back to your charter base. Um, so, but that's early in the early in the trip. So, mm -hmm. you know, you hopefully you'd get up to at least a Seraphos. And Seraphos may be a tight beat getting back to the charter base if you got stuck there for a while. But uh, then the, probably the only other island you'd have a chance to visit is going to be Syros. And there's only two anchorages I've been on in Syros. And one is down at Crossy Bay. And uh, that's on the southwest side of the island. And uh, you can tie up there if you can get in there early enough. How uh, is that spelt, Crossy? Well, actually, I'm looking as I go zoom in here on Google Google Earth. The town is Finicus, F-I-N-I-K-A-S. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So that's the, uh, you can anchor or tie up there. There's a dock there you can tie up to. And again, get in early if you want to tie up to the dock. It's been quite a few years since I've been there, but they did have showers on shore that you could rent if you wanted to. But you, so you'll probably have enough fresh water on board that you won't need to worry about that. Nice little village, nice, mm -hmm. nice restaurants, nice bay, well protected. And then you may or may not choose to go around to the busy, busy harbor of Ermopoli. That's one of the main. Uh, that's one of the main ferry bases in the Greek islands. So a lot of ferries come in there. 
And uh, it's sort of like, a, well, you know, you get off one ferry and get on another ferry. So it's sort of like. Yeah, a, <laughs> that a looks a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've been there, but it was, it was really rolly in the anchorage. I let my crew off there and they went and wandered around the town and said it was a gorgeous little town, but I never saw it because I didn't dare leave my boat because mm -hmm. I was tied up to the wall and I just didn't feel safe getting off the boat. So, uh, but uh, there's a marina there and I never went into the marina. So if I'd gone into the marina and paid the price for the marina, then I would have just slept well and taken the day and, and wandered on in. So you can see there's a, that's a big city. That's going to be a busy, big city. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that's sort of what you have to look at if you want to go there. And then you're back to Paris from there. That's sort yeah. of, that's sort of uh, your choice. Where are you flying into? Um, so we are coming into Athens um, a few days ahead of time, mm -hmm. spending time in Athens. A few people are going over to the Peloponnese, and um, then we're going to ferry to Paros on Saturday. And then after our seven days, um, most of us are going over to Naxos for a few nights. Okay. And then we go back home, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Naxos. I've only spent a few nights on Naxos. I'm. Uh, I, what are you going to do on Naxos? Why did you choose Naxos out of curiosity? Well, what we've done and what we did in the past from the end of our um, charter last time was race to the airport, and it was a little too much of a panicky day. So mm -hmm. we just wanted to kind of go to a quiet spot still have our little vacation mind and relax and then we can go back to the airport when we're ready <laughs> so it's basically just a day to just to, to unwind <laughs> yeah and i yeah. guess you're catching a flight out of naxos then yeah okay. yeah well that sounds like a great trip hope yeah. you, i hope you're good friends with everybody on board and your friends when you leave <laughs> 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 well, it's been um, the same, well, three of us, the same couples since the last trip to the BVI and then a new couple. So we've all been friends for quite a few years. Um, and we all have the same goal, just to go and enjoy and relax and have some good food and have a few drinks and just enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the idea of actually going down to Milos for a couple minutes. Okay. All right. So if the weather's perfect, it'll be, uh, it'd be probably your first stop is still going to be Sifnos. Okay. And, uh, Galios, the Harbor to Tyre Pharos or Galios, one of those two places for the night or even Vathi, if you want to get around the corner there. So you could easily get to any one of those anchorages and you can, you have enough time. You could, check them all out and decide which one you want to go to. And then, then you can hit a pretty straight shot. It's not going to be very far to get to Milos. And I've only come in, and like I say, I've only been there one time in a boat, but I did go back years later on a ferry to check it out in more detail and rented a car and drove all around, all over the place on the island. There's a, a little, there's a little bit of a bay and not really a bay, but sort of a little marine up near Pol Pol Polonia. 
but it does, it's not very well protected. But I did see some boats there. I wouldn't feel comfortable, especially in a Meltimi, putting my boat there. But I did see some boats there. It does You can see a bay there with boats anchored if you zoom yeah. in on Google Earth. Uh, so when I checked it out, I said, well, that's a possibility. So depending on the weather conditions, you might stay there. Or you might just go around the corner and come in the main big caldera bay. I mean, this is another caldera island just like uh, there was. It was a volcano that blew up. And I've always stayed at uh, the main uh, ferry terminal. And there's also a big a big place where you can tie up your boat called Ad. A-D-M-A-N-T-A-S. Adamantus? Adamantus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. The, uh, the problem uh, anywhere else in the bay is it gets really deep really fast. Now, there are a few places you can anchor in the bay, but it's such a big bay that you're, <laughs> you've got too, a lot of fetch. So that is sort of the one protected corner in this bay, but I've seen boats anchored along the side there a little bit too. So that's the only place I've, I've tied up is in that main little town, which is a delightful little town, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little village. And, but the island is so big that you almost want to rent a car to drive around. I've been up to the Cora, and uh, the Cora is beautiful and nice, La Placa. Uh, this is where Venus de Milo was found. On this oh. island, yeah, on this island is where Venus de Milo was, was discovered. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and other than that, it's basically, uh, for the most part, uh, you'd probably want to drive around. There's some really nice, gorgeous beaches uh, just on the north side um, of the island there. And there's the one around Frio Potamos. Rio Potamos, and then there's other those little gorgeous little bays there. And for a day day at the beach, that's a great. Those are gorgeous little bays just to lay down on and sunbathe and go swimming in. But you wouldn't want to take your boat around there because you'd be no. exposed. So, um, so that's Milos. And if you went to Milos, you'd probably spend at least two nights there. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot to do. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then we're getting into the islands. I've uh, uh, really, okay, I've been to Sykonos, but there really was not much there. I have not been to Fulagrandos. Uh, Eos, Eos, I've been there. But you're going to be wanting to stop. If you leave, if you leave um, Milos, you're probably going to want to stop at Oh, and I'm not sure where there is. You're going to, pr- I think you're probably, next stop would be Kimolios on, and I haven't been there, on Kimolios mm-hmm. Island. There's a little harbor there, and the pilot says there's places to tie up there. So you can go there, and you can see there's a ferry that goes in and out of that little port as well. So that would be probably the next stop. And so one, two, three days into it. Uh, boy, you know, you're not doing a nice circle this way. I think you right. you pretty much have to go up to Sifnos and then back to to, uh, to Peros at that point in time. Because I don't yeah. think you have enough time to get over to, uh, to Eos or Santorini. <clears throat> yeah, no, we don't have an intention to get to Santorini. 
good. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you like crowds and more crowds. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much, I think your choice is really, if you go to, if you go to Milos, you're going to be worried about the weather and backtracking very quickly as soon as, as soon as you see a good weather window. Now, when, when we ended up being blown down there from the Meltimi, uh, we, we actually had a dead calm day, and we motored all the way from Milos up to Mykonos in one day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you have the right conditions, you can cover a lot of territory just by right. motoring. But it just really depends on, on what the weather conditions are. So we had that lousy, lousy day where my family ended up down in Milos, and when the weather cleared up, it was dead calm, and we we motored over to Mykonos, and then back up to Kia, and then from Kia, then the Meltimi came up again, and we we were beating it to death, um, all the way getting back to Kalamaki Harbor in Athens. I mean, they had actually closed down the port because they weren't letting anybody leave because the Meltimis were so strong. I took my anemometer out to measure the wind speed and it and I was very very close to shore to get as much protection from the lee heading up from Cape So Union on up but the uh, the anemometer the cup that measured the wind spun off and flew away it was going so fast <laughs> holy <laughs> wow so I know that it's hard to um, predict but is typically late August early September uh, still a high maltimi yes you're right in the you're right in the thick of it right then yeah well September September is sort of hit and miss and the year before last when I went all the way through Greece it was maltimi the entire summer mm-hmm. and I talked to, I've talked about the podcast on that summer it just seemed like the wind never died and uh, you just never know it's unpredictable Sometimes yeah. you'll have great weather. Sometimes you'll be dealing with winds. So the, and the, here the we were getting at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aegean is not for beginning sailors. It really is just not a place to go if you're a beginning sailor. It's not a good place for people that don't know how to deal with high winds. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, you know, make sure you know how to reef the boat. Make sure you know yeah. how to take the sails down. and Make sure you know how to start the motor. <laughs> make on, and hope the motor doesn't give out. Uh, you've got two motors, so you got at least a little bit of a backup on that. So, right. Yeah. Is there a a better time that you'd recommend for um, you know doing a trip like this? Well, yeah, I'd probably go the earlier in June because I mean Meltimi's usually haven't started that much early in June. I have been over there in May, and in May you'll sometimes get southerlies and sometimes very strong southerlies, uh, which is strange because most of the marinas are are geared for northerlies. So I've been blown out of, I was blown out of a harbor in Kalki one time because weather came out of the south and just blew everybody everybody out of the whole harbor. Everybody just sort of dashed out of there. And, <laughs> Um, I guess the toss-up is warm water to swim in right. versus mm-hmm. low. <laughs> yeah, and I've and I've I've, da- I've played with that over the years myself because I do like to jump in the water and go swimming. So that's the problem. May, you're the water's pretty cold, so you're yeah. 
you get you jump in and you don't spend all afternoon in August you'll be jumping in the water and spending all afternoon in the water so yeah yeah and I think that's kind of our uh the group is more of the swimming snorkeling lounging on the beach type um which is why we picked this time of year but um well, it sounds like we've got a couple of options that we just have to kind of make a decision when we get there and see what the weather's like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is great. All right. Any other questions? I don't think so. I mean, we know you've sailed all over there, so we're, <laughs> we're probably going to have more questions to, as the years progress because our intention is to sail more in the med. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of, you were in Croatia, that just fascinated me. So that's on our list. <laughs> so there will be more questions at a later date yeah. for sure. Okay. I appreciate the uh, the recommendation of Sifnos, Seraphos, and Kithnos, because I agree, It's I'd rather be upwind in, in worst case scenario, just have to do a, a run downwind. So I, I think that's a much better plan. Yeah. Um, and I think we, it, have options, as Nicole said just a minute ago. So uh, very much appreciate that from you. Yeah, that was awesome. All right. Very well, after you've done your trip, I want you to give me a call and we'll do a podcast and tell people how it went for you. Absolutely. Very appreciative. <laughs> we don't uh, drown in it. <laughs> we won't. We'll be back safe. We've got too many sailing trips to do. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Franz. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, that's the end of my advice to Nicole and her husband. These are sort of the fun things to get on Google Earth and talk about. And, you know, when I look at maps and I look at images, it brings back memories, so I don't mind doing it. So I would really like you to become a Patreon if you like these podcasts. And if you have any thoughts or suggestions or questions, write me, franz1 at medsailor.com. Life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing.